Sometimes, um, <clears throat> sometimes I come up to preach and I, I wonder why I'm here. Not in a philosophical way or anything, but um, that, uh, <laughs> that everything has been said. Um, and that song um, that we've just sung really sums up exactly um, what today is all about. Let me read to you um, Psalm 88. O Lord God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day. I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer, listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I'm as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have left me among the dead and I lie like a corpse in a grave. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrown me into the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger weighs me down. With wave after wave, you have engulfed me. You have driven my friends away by making me repulsive to them. I am in a trap with no way of escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. Are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do the dead rise up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? Can they proclaim your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Can the darkness speak of your wonderful deeds? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? O oh Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. O oh Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? I have been sick and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have paralyzed me. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have engulfed me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. I wonder if this is a song or a prayer that you would choose to put into a songbook called Psalms or Praises. It seems a little bit out of place initially, but you know, as we read through the Psalms, um, the call to lament what is actually appears, they think, in about, in some form, in about a third of the Psalms. So of this 150, about 50 of them have a lament element. Now, to be fair, this is more than a lament element. This is a lament. One of my um, one of my favourite episodes of um, everyone everybody like everybody loves Raymond. Is that that's, <laughs> I can't even remember the name of the type, name of the show. Everybody loves Raymond. Um, Raymond's wife um, 
is going through a hard time and she puts on some sad music and she sits down on the lounge and she allows this music to kind of engulf her and she begins to cry. And of course Raymond walks in, sees her crying and the whole episode from there is all about him trying to work out um, what terrible thing he has done to cause his wife to be crying on the lounge. And at, at the end of it, um, you know, as it begins to come to light what she was doing, she says to Raymond, she says, um, don't you sometimes just want to be sad? Um, I just put on this music because I wanted to be sad. I wanted to get into in touch with that part of who I am. Um, Raymond is, of course, a very shallow character. And by the end of this, the, the last scene um, on, on this episode, he... Um, comes into the room, he turns on some sad music and he tries this. And for about, oh, maybe three or four seconds and then he gets up, goes over to the stereo and turns on some happy music and just starts dancing around. I often think we're, like, we're a little like Raymond, aren't we? Um, how much more would we prefer to be um, dancing around to some happy stuff? Yet the Psalms have this way of inviting us into bringing everything to God. You know, I could have chosen um, some less confronting laments than this one from the Psalms. But there's something really special about Psalm 88. And that is that this prayer is bringing some identified heartache. I mean, lots of people, I mean, look, the spectrum of possibilities is almost endless as to what the context is for this person. Uh, some have said this person is at the end of their life and they're actually dying um, and their body is wasting away and all of this kind of language. Some have suggested that this is more metaphorical. Whatever the context, and I think it's good that we don't know it, whatever the context, this person is in the middle of it. Did you hear that? That's why it's. Um, that's why there's uh, such an, uh, a level of... There's a lack of resolution here. We don't start praying, um, turn to God with all our problems, and by the time we get to this psalm, the end of the psalm, we're not singing God's praises. We're not rejoicing and everything's going well. We're not celebrating a miracle and, and pointing to the fact that everything's been fixed by this prayer or fixed by God. This person is in the middle of something. And in the middle, they turn to God. I don't know if it's just my occupation or not, but, you know, as I pondered this psalm this week, I found myself in... 
at least three conversations, and I think I will get into a fourth tomorrow, where I have pointed people to Psalm 88. Why? Because they are in the middle of something, they can't see the outcome yet. How important is it that these prayers, that the collection that teaches us to pray, would have something as unresolved as this psalm in it? Because there's stuff in my life that I don't know the answer to. I don't know what the outcome will be. And I bet if you gave it oh, three seconds thought, you could come up with something yourself. Sometimes we think that because God is sovereign over everything that um, we should have answers to everything. But this, this psalmist doesn't have answers. And brings his or her ignorance to God, brings the unresolved uh, nature of their story to God. They're not waiting till they can come and give thanks. They're there on their knees now. I love all those questions in the middle of this psalm. All those, were there four or five or six of them all in a row? If there's anything that adds to this sense of um, things aren't resolved, it's this repetitive asking, isn't it? I wonder if you're in the middle and finding it difficult to pray. Sometimes we think of lament as complaint. I think complaint's a lot shallower than lament. Lament is bringing reality before God. It's not really just whinging, although I can understand why people often get the two, um, the two mixed up a little bit. Maybe there is an element of whinging going on here. What good news that God's big enough to handle that. How important it is for us to be reminded that God is bigger even than all our uncertainty and all of the things that we can't see. So I want you to notice today that this psalm invites you to pray through your laments and your uncertainties, invites you to bring those things to God. If you are profoundly blessed and um, today uh, you don't look at this psalm and think, I can identify that with that. I still think there's something here for you. 
Uh, no doubt one day you will identify with this psalm. But even if you never do, you are walking through a world of absolute uncertainty. And you are called to be God's witness in that world. This is a place of war. This is a place of pandemic. This is a place of uncertainty. It's a place where uh, people lose their lives on a daily basis. Our world is not all fixed. And whether you relate to this psalm or not, personally, the world you walk through does. So maybe there's an invitation here for you not just to pray this for yourself, but to pray this for the world around you. There is hope in this psalm, of course. This psalmist reminds him or herself that of God's unfailing love. This psalmist can point to points that God has intervened before. It just hasn't happened now. And yet, this one prays. So I hope this I hope this invites you to be you. Just like I said at the beginning of this service. I hope this invites you to be you before God. Not someone else. Not someone who's pretending. But someone who can embrace the spectrum that the Psalms invites us to embrace. The spectrum of humanity. I want you to notice just one more thing about this Psalm. That last week we talked about uh, Psalm 38 as a Psalm of repentance. This is not a psalm of repentance. Just let that sink in for a second. Psalm 88 is a lament. It is not a psalm of repentance. There is no confession here. There is no explanation for why this one suffers. This is not someone coming before God and saying, I did the wrong thing, that's why everything's going wrong. Now that is a possibility, but it is far, far from a guarantee. You and I go through a broken world, and yes, we do the wrong thing in that broken world, and we are called to repent when we do. 
But we are not just sinners. We are also sinned against. And we can be broken by others or other circumstances. This psalm is a stark reminder that you and I can be broken just going through this world. And we do very, very well to be extremely careful about pointing the finger and naming sin whenever we see suffering. After all, we are the ones who follow the perfect one who suffered, died and was buried. There is no good reason for us to make a direct and absolute connection between suffering and sin. The very core, core of our story tells us otherwise. So my prayer around this prayer is that you would allow it to give you permission to bring all your uncertainties to God and that this prayer would make you a more compassionate and Christ-like person. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that our heartache is not off limits. We thank you that our questions are not off limits. We thank you that all the things that break our heart through this world are not off limits. So we ask you that you would teach us to pray from the heart we have, not the one we wish we did. In Jesus' name, amen.